Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Dragon's Demise, the podcast about what happens on, around, and behind the tabletop. I'm your host with the most, Greg B. <laughs> Joined today by Jacob. Hello. And we are going to start off our gift guides for the season. Uh, today, we're going to be taking a look at some pretty lightweight games that you might mm-hmm. buy for people for whom you buy gifts. Uh, we're going to try to do a little bit of a mix of games for people who already own a lot of games, mm-hmm. as well as games for maybe people who don't so yeah and most of the games that we're talking about have come out within the last two years so if you're looking for something pretty recent these this is still a pretty good list right and like i said today we're going to be talking about the lightweight stuff stuff for large groups stuff that plays generally in half an hour to 45 minutes tops yeah Uh, so we're going to be keeping it light but first let's talk about what we've been playing yeah so we actually got to play a print and play of a current Kickstarter game. We did. Um, Smitey Heroes. Which is, I think, an excellent name. Yeah. I think it absolutely captures sort of the uh, the fun, the inherent mm-hmm. goofiness of the game itself. It is designed by a friend of a friend of ours. Yep. And it's currently on Kickstarter, Smitey Heroes. At time of release, I believe it's got eight days left. Something along the lines. Something along those lines. Yeah, so Smitey Heroes. It's it's a it's a card game where you're pretty much just trying to, you know, get your different heroes, uh, equip them with a mount and a weapon, and send them into battle to smash the other person's face. Yeah, real straightforward. Uh, you're just playing combos straight from your hand, one weapon, one mount, one hero dealing damage and then that gets discarded no futzing around with stuff on the board it's just a classic card battler yeah exactly you're just you're just drawing each turn you can either play a combo that you have in your hand or you can discard as many cards as you want from your hand and draw back up to six Mm -hmm. so it's it's interesting you're trying to like you know get find these other cards that really combo well because most of the times the weapons do either like one or two damage Mm -hmm. and um they're pretty basic but then like different characters will then uh, combo with those weapons and give you additional ones if you have like their favorite weapon kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. So there's the whole, uh, most of the gameplay revolves around classes. Heroes have different classes. So yep. you've got the peasants, which can use certain types of weapons versus the knights, which can use generally mm-hmm. more powerful weapons, but also, you know, those are less common or harder, you know, just you'll acquire mm-hmm. them in different circumstances. So really what you're hunting for is these particular combos that work together occasionally you've also got some unique effects there are wizards Mm -hmm. that you can have which have uh, additional special effects you can discard them to cancel the damage dealt by another wizard or you can discard them from your hand in order to both players regain life or both players lose life depending on which wizard you're discarding so there's some of those unique effects scattered throughout the game uh, but really combos are at the core of gameplay yeah and i think i find it really cool and interesting that um it's not like the wizard or the king or the knight can ride anything. Right. No, you're not going to find a knight on a nag <laughs> or on a mule. So that's not something that they can do. And I like that uh, in general as just a kind of a mechanic that actually like limits things because you're always thinking that like, you know, the higher level cards are always going to give you better points and better things like that and better damage. Not necessarily, because you might just have a good combination of an archer with other things or a squire with some things, and that might just be working a lot better for you than something else. Yeah, exactly. There's not many cards in the game that are strictly better than another card. A lot of it's very situational. Mm -hmm. It's, okay, well, yeah, this lightning scroll is amazing, 
but I don't have a wizard in my hand. And in fact, I know for certain that both of the wizards in the game are in the discard pile. So it's doing yeah. me no good. So you really have to be thinking about what the context of your current hand looks like, deciding when to keep and when to sort of go for, you know, almost analogous to like an inside straight mm-hmm. in poker. You know, are you trying to shoot the moon and get that massive six, seven damage combo? Or are you just looking to whittle down your opponent with, you know, peasants throwing rocks or whatnot? Exactly, exactly. And then once you actually do, you know, hit your opponent in the face with a rock or, or whatever you like. Or a sword or, you know, yeah, whatever. Or a sword or, you know, a staff or a griffin even. Um, <laughs> you, you draw back up to your six cards. Mm-hmm. And then if you didn't attack that round, you draw an event card. Right. Now these are, except for one card, positive for the person drawing them. Mm-hmm. They all either mess with your opponent or give you health or more cards. Right. So it's it's pretty nice. They're, they're all, I think, unique in terms of the names, at least. Like mm-hmm. some of the effect might uh, duplicate, but at the same time, that's, that's normal. You're not going to have that many different effects. Right. And I think that they definitely add to the game. They're, they're very interesting in, in general and the theming and all that kind of stuff. And I, I think that they're, they're definitely a fun addition. Yeah, I think they're a good way to add a little bit of randomness. They kind of keep the pace of play going mm-hmm. pretty quick. You know, you've got attack, 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 event, mm-hmm. event, event. You've got things going pretty quick. And the game does play in 20 to 30 minutes. It's oh, yeah. strictly for two players. Mm-hmm. So this is definitely the type of game where you're looking to pass the time maybe before your friends get here for a bigger game night or uh, whatever the case may be where you've got a, a minute or, or 10 of downtime. Uh, but it is a very quick, quick game. So Smitey Heroes, it is currently available on Kickstarter at, I believe, time of air. It will have about eight days, eight, nine days, mm-hmm. something like that. So uh, if you're interested in sort of a classic two-player, quick-paced card battler, Head on over, check that out. Smitey Heroes, mm-hmm. S-M-I-T-E-Y, yeah. Heroes on Kickstarter. Yeah, link in the description. Yeah. Other than that, I've also had a chance to play a really interesting other game that uh, Fantasy Flight has started uh, you know, creating their like procedurally generated kind of board games things. Uh, there's the card game Keyforge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been hearing about this. Yeah, and, and it's pretty cool, but I'm not... A collectible card game playing player. That's not my not your forte. Bag. So I was really excited to see when I, when I walked into Labyrinth a, few, a little while ago that there was Discover, which is a cooperative game that pretty much there are going to be multiples that are alike, but it's very unlikely that you're ever going to have two people that you know who have the exact same uh, game. Yeah, and this is really interesting to me. You described it sort of as Seventh Continent Light. Yes. You've got, like, terrain that you're exploring, and you're trying to, like, accomplish objectives and not Mm -hmm. starve to death. Yeah. And it sounds really interesting to me because I I remember when legacy games started to get popular, I was really fascinated with this whole idea of games that people have fundamentally different experiences with, even though they're playing the same game. And I think Mm -hmm. this is just another really interesting direction to take that where you've got people buy exactly the same game, but you have completely different components in the box. Yeah. So yeah, you've yeah. got the same rules and you've got the same mechanics, but you know one person's exploration through, I don't actually know what the terrains are, like mm-hmm. the tundra yep. might be completely different than my box, which contained mostly desert and jungle. Yeah. So uh, it, it sounded really fascinating. It is. It's really cool. There's, I believe, there's three different terrain types, if I remember correctly. Then are they tundra, desert, and jungle? They that would are. Be awesome. They are tundra, 
plane and I forget whether the other one is, I think the other one is jungle, but I'm not 100% sure. Hey, close enough. And so in each box, there are five scenarios. There are two for each terrain type mm-hmm. and one that combines both of them. Okay. And you also have a discrete set of heroes and like, you know, the characters that you're playing. Mm-hmm. And these are also, I think that there are 32 in the games in general, but you only get 12 of them. Okay. So not only is it that your terrain is different, you're also having different heroes. So it's wow. like it's the combination of these things and I think some of the goals that are there that will create your unique game pretty right. much. Right. And uh, so when you're playing, you, you, know, you have your abilities on your hero. And most of the combat is pretty interesting. Like you, you fight animals for different reasons. Sometimes they attack <laughs> okay. you, uh, and sometimes they are different kind of monsters. They're like shadow monsters, or other things, and like there's a lot of different cool stuff in there. But whenever you're fighting them, uh, you roll two d twelve. Okay. And you have one that's gray and one that's red. Now the animals have, or the creatures have. Um, two stats there's one that's gray and one that's red okay so when you roll the dice you're pretty much trying to get above both of those stats if you get above the red stat then you i believe you do damage to the creature okay if you get above the gray stat it does not do damage to you okay so it's inherently a single roll encompasses both the attack and the counterattack. yes exactly Interesting. And so the way that you play it, you're just, um, you you throw this one roll and it could be that, you know, both of you hit each other. It could be that, you know, one, one of you like both hits and defends. So like no one, uh, like only one person gets hit and that could be you. That could be the animal. Right. Um, so it's, it's a cool way of doing it. I think it's very elegant. Yeah. Very simple. And you do have other ways of like actually modifying your dice based on the resources that you collect and items that you craft. Okay. So each game has a set of items that you can craft, and uh, these are I'm pretty sure are based on the the terrain. That you that, have. Yeah, that makes sense. So you know they they could be things like a sling, and that you need to actually have rocks that you picked up in order to throw mm-hmm. and so it has only so many charges and that kind of stuff or it could be a mace that you made or found or something like that and and so all of these like they have different requirements that you need to build and uh once one person in the party builds it anyone can then build it so you mm-hmm. you have the blueprint as a personal bl- blueprint until you build it then okay. it becomes a party blueprint and anyone can build it as long as they have the resources okay yeah, so, I like the sound of this. Yeah, it, it's cool. It's um, It plays up to four players, and so they made sure to have enough of the cards for each item and everything like that. Yeah, of course. And uh, the goals are actually just gradually revealed because you have to first like find certain things on the map, and it's different for each scenario what you need to find. And then after that, it reveals the next part of the goal. So it would be like, you know, finding something different or like get uh, reaching a certain place or gathering a certain amount of uh, materials. Mm-hmm. And then once you do that, um, you get usually, usually there are three, based on my experience, uh, levels. And then you get to the third level and pretty much it's a, it's a, you know, overarching goal where you have to like get out or, or, you know, go somewhere else or find something else and sure escape the island. Yeah. That kind of thing. And I, I think one of the cool things there is that those are also pretty, it's not always in the same spot. Like, Mm. um, there was one that I think we had to, 
find the escape route that had in the description with roots growing down from above or something like that. Okay. And so you had to like look at all the different ways that you had to escape and like you find, find all the exits and read the, the descriptions and whichever one was the you know roots hang down from above, that's mm-hmm. the one that you had to take in order to get out. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So it's fun. It's not just like saying like go to escape like root uh, like escape number this it's right you actually have to look at the text of the card you have to like read through it and it's more it, it lets you get get a little bit more immersed right well and it's also i imagine really important for replayability in a situation where you're doing a lot of these sort of escape mechanics because mm-hmm. otherwise you just become instantly familiar with like okay this is a this is b this is c whereas having to do it more descriptively keeps yeah. it a little bit a little bit fresher and a little bit more uh dynamic exactly Exactly. So that was a lot of fun to play, and I really enjoyed trying it out and just getting that to table uh, recently. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm excited once you acquire a copy, because I'm Mm -hmm. sure you will acquire a copy. Probably. Uh, I definitely look forward to playing it. Well, there you go. That is a look at what we've been playing lately. All right, everyone. So it is the holiday season, a time that a lot of people like to give a lot of gifts. Mm -hmm. And as has become a little bit of a tradition, we are going to give a gift guide from us to you. Right. And this gift guide is from all of Dragon's Demise. So this is from me, from Greg, and Leslie has also had her input on it. So uh, it's all-encompassing from our (laughs) our thoughts at the moment. And so this week we're going to be talking about the smaller, lighter games, the games that play in less than an hour, less than 45 minutes mostly. Yep. And so these are the games that, you know, you can bring to table very quickly and are just a lot of fun in that way. Yeah, absolutely. And the first one that I wanted to bring up is one that is designed by one of our friends. And that is Between Two Castles of Mad King Ludwig. Yep. By... Uh, Ben Rossett and Matthew O'Malley. Love those guys. They're awesome. And their game Between Two Castles of Mad King Ludwig is one that has been on the top of my like want to play and want to own list for a long time. Right. Well, I mean, it's a combination of two things that are already really great. Yeah. And then it's just greater than even than the sum of its parts. So you've got Between Two Cities collaborative structure building with the people on your left and on your right yep. combined with castles of mad king ludwig tile laying sort of almost like a spatial relationships where you've yeah. got rooms that benefit rooms based on their adjacencies and you just mash them together mm-hmm. and you're you're building a, a castle for mad king ludwig with the people on your left and the people on your right yeah and whoever gets the best castle gets the points yep and it, it's a lot of fun you're you're building the castle not as a floor plan but as a a it's like a slice section. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like as if someone took a knife and just sliced through the castle. And so you're you're building. You could be building the basements down below. You could be building like you know the gardens at floor level, and then you know the towers want to be as high as possible and other things like that. It's really really fun. There's a lot of really cool mechanics in there, and we definitely recommend that. Yeah. Well, and it's such just an interesting take, right? That you know both of the other games are top down. So yeah. the idea to sort of turn it into more of a cross section is. I think a really fascinating one, one that works really well mechanics-wise, mm-hmm. game design-wise, and also one that's really interesting from an art perspective. You can get like a little snapshot of you know life inside the castle or, or what have you. So super exactly. fun. Uh, absolutely check it out. It's available for purchase at online or at your friendly local game store. And we definitely recommend going to your fun, friendly local gaming store. That's right. Next on the list is Tea Dragon Society. This is a 
absolutely adorable game. Super quick, plays two to four players. You are members of the Tea Dragon Society, people yep. whose job it is to take care of dragons with tea leaves growing on their heads because, you know, everything is great and nothing hurts. Yes. So, um, except for when they bite you. Except for when they bite you. So, yeah, throughout the game, you've got cards. It's a card based game, and you're trying to draw through and get enough tea leaves to be able to purchase new cards. Uh, some of those cards are cards that are going to give you more tea leaves to spend on future turns. Others of them will give you benefits. They allow you to draw additional cards per turn. And then others of them will give you points. And the objective yep. is simply to have the most points by the end of the year. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And if you have someone in your life who loves cute things, this is the game for them. Right. We've all got that someone. You have absolutely adorable little mini dragons with tea on them who you are tending to. And the artwork is absolutely amazingly cute. So the art is made by Katie O'Neill, who has also done the Tea Dragon Society graphic novel. Right. It's based on the graphic novel. Uh, a lot of the art is just one-to-one. -one. Same yeah. characters, same style. Uh, and it's really just fantastically done. Mm -hmm. If you want a combo gift, there you go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Great choice. And then another one that we talked about actually pretty recently, Tofu Kingdom. Yes, Tofu Kingdom. This game is hilarious. It is amazing for up to eight players that you are just sitting around and being these confectionery-based royalty people, <laughs> trying to either solidify and or destroy romances and connections between the kingdoms of Tofu and Mochi. Uh, and yeah, if that sounds pretty out there, it is. And it's absolutely hilarious to go along with it. Yeah, it's just utter ridiculousness. You know, you've got just really fundamentally very simple mechanics. You've got the prince who's going to ask each person a question. Each person can tell the truth or they can lie. Has to tell the truth or has to lie based on who they are. Mm -hmm. But the chaos of trying to remember whether you're supposed to be lying or telling the truth, remembering who the prince has asked about, because the prince has to ask specific questions, and one of those questions can be, who are they? Yeah. So now you have to remember, okay, who actually are they, and do I say who they are who they are, or do I say that they're not who they are, and if they're not, then who do I want them to? It's just, it, there's so many layers of chaos going on in this yep. game that it's just, it's an excellent time. Exactly. It's a, it's, it's a lot of fun, and... Uh, I know we had a blast, and this is a pocket-sized game. This yeah. is a game that like takes very, very short. Like you can just play a few rounds. You don't even have to go all the way around. Mm -hmm. Just play it a few times, and then, and then that's it. And it's really quick, really small, really fun. Oh yeah, absolutely. Next on the list is sort of a rock star game lately, Century Spice Road. Yep. Uh, Century Spice Road, a little bit older, came out last year, but it holds up fantastically uh, and this is an excellent game for people who like sequence building people who are looking to take an engine and really just turn it into something that works so we've talked mm -hmm. about it before you've got cards and each of those cards allows you to interact with certain colored spice cubes so yeah. um, you can take cubes just of a color straight up you can trade cubes that you already have or you can turn cubes into a higher color so you're trying to assemble a hand that has a, a flow from one to the other you're trying to do it very efficiently you're trying to get these caravans that give you the most points and it's really just very tightly composed i think mm -hmm. and you can also get the golem edition which has amazingly adorable golems oh they're so great i love yeah. the golems 
So both are available and definitely at your friendly local gaming store. Right. And Spice Road is the original Century. This one's a little bit lighter. Stay tuned next week. We're probably going to talk about the successor, Eastern, not Eastern Market. Nope. Eastern Wonders. Wonders. Yep. But for now, if you're looking for a lighter game, Spice Road. Another fun game, and this one with a, a bit more of a spatial aspect, is one that we reviewed the other day. And uh, that is Einstein, his amazing life and incomparable science. Science. There you go. Yeah. You got it. That's It's yeah, that a mouthful, but it. you made it through. Yeah. It's a really fun game. It's pretty much Tanagrams, the board game. So if you know someone who likes to they put all these puzzly shapes together and, and you want to do that a little bit more competitively and with the side of uh, education in there, you know, you've got a little bit of the facts about Einstein and everyone will learn a little bit of something if they read the facts, which is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But in general, it's a joy to play and it's a really quick, fun, spatial placement game. Yeah, and this is one that has a really unique theme. You know, you don't really see a lot of, even if you see games that are, quote, historical, they're more historical periods. You know, you don't see a lot of biographical games. Yeah. So if you've got a friend who, maybe they're a 20th century history buff, maybe they just, maybe they're a physicist, maybe they really like Mm -hmm. the amazing life and incomparable science of Albert Einstein. So this is a really unique gift that you can get someone for maybe their interests while also bringing in a little bit of, of your own interest, the board game interests. So mm-hmm. definitely a, a solid choice on this year's gift giving list. For sure. And then we're going to take a dive right back into the ridiculousness with Monster Match. Yep. Monsters uh, Stealing Donuts. Yep. Pretty much. Yeah. That, that's the game. Monsters Stealing Donuts and you're trying to catch as many monsters as you can. Yeah, that, that's all there is to it. You've mm-hmm. got uh, monsters with different features. So they've got differing numbers of arms, legs, and eyes and laid out in the center. And they're just little monster tiles. Mm-hmm. And somebody's going to roll two dice that are going to tell you how many of each you're looking for between zero and five and how many of what you're looking yeah. for. So you'll roll the dice and you'll see, all right, we're looking for, <laughs> there's a bolo out for five-legged monsters. Everybody go. And uh, whoever touches a particular five-legged monster first gets to claim that monster for their stack, and they're worth a different amount of points based on how many donuts they had stolen. Exactly. And so it's just a lot of fun to sit around and, like, roll the dice, and everyone is just like, where's that monster? Where's that monster? And then, like, you know, everyone, like, goes and, like, uh, touches one of them, and there's that one person who's just like, is there another one? Is there one somewhere there? Let's see. Like, just looking around, and uh, there may or may not be one. And then after everyone takes or, like, you know, someone touches the wrong one and they yeah, now have to yeah, get, yeah. get rid of one of their own. It, it, it's just a recipe for absolutely great and hilarious playing. Yeah, it's a great time. Plus, quick, very fast pace. Uh, and it's also yeah. great. This is a game that we've played with, I mean, kids as young as I'm terrible at judging mm-hmm. the age of children, but I think like six. Yeah, there, there were some really young kids that we've played with. And I, I really like the packaging that it comes in. It's yeah. kind of like this little monster that's like made of neoprene that has a, the zipper is its mouth. So like it, it, it's just a fun game. Yeah, super oh, fun, no. unique. I certainly, I think more than any other on the list, I think this is a great one for younger, younger yes, recipients. 100%. Let's take a little bit of a flashback here. Last year, we did a similar gift giving guide in yeah. which one of the games on our wish list mm-hmm. was Custom Heroes. So yeah. this was not a game that we owned at that time but you have since bought it and Mm -hmm. this is a great one i think continued play has really just driven home for me how much fun it is basically with custom heroes it's a a trick-taking game you're trying to play cards in order to win a stack Mm 
mm-hmm. of cards so that you can be the first one to play on the next stack. And if you run out of cards first, then you win the round. You get points. First person to win a game after 10 points is the winner. Uh, but the trick here and where the custom in Custom Heroes comes in is that you've got these little clear plastic advancements, they're yep. called, that you can put over your heroes to mm-hmm. raise their number, lower their number, completely override their number. And so you can take an eight and you can turn it into a 14 if you need a trump card, yeah. or you can turn it into a six if you decide you want a pair of sixes. Yeah. So a lot of, of up and down and chaos and trying to decide, okay, mm-hmm. when do I need to use this? And it just adds this really unexpected strategic element mm-hmm. to what is essentially, you know, uh, uh, Uno, basically. Yeah, pretty much. And and it's it's fun because it's, it's got a really fun humor to it. And all the cards get shuffled in later on, so you don't know which ones you're going to get. Are you going to get back the one that you upgraded, or is right. someone else going to get it and use it against you? It's a gamble. Uh, so it, it's pretty great. It's um, it's a lot of fun and definitely a good quick game. Yeah, and that's another one that plays up to six players, mm-hmm. um, so good for, for medium-sized groups. It's got a real strong theme, very like Japanese anime-esque, yep. uh, so if you've got people yeah. who are into that custom heroes would be a pretty great choice yeah, i mean it's from the aeg line big in japan i yeah that's seems yeah, appropriate exactly next is a game that well we can't shut up about it's true fantasy realms is making our list again this year we will never stop talking about fantasy realms yeah i actually managed to find my copy finally after <laughs> a while of having it like just buried in my pile of board games uh which if you want a tour of you can check out our patreon and it's just a great game. It's it's a very simple game. It's a very short game, and it plays up to seven players. I just really, really enjoy it. It's, it's one of my all-time favorites. Yeah, absolutely same. Really straightforward gameplay. You're just trying to get the highest score you can, but you're doing so with you know really specific synergies and combos and really just it's one of the most unique card-based games I think I've ever played. Yeah. Um, and it, it really rewards repeat gameplay which is perfect because you can finish a game in like 15 minutes exactly so uh this is a fantastic game to give to family to friends plays super fast plays a good number of players and it's easy to pick up and learn and tons of fun yep exactly all right rounding out the list we've got another classic one that we've talked about before rounding out hey except this is an odd number is uh number nine so number nine is another sort of spatial game, another pattern tile laying game, but you're building up instead of building out. So with number nine, you've got tiles numbered zero through nine that are composed of little squares. So they're very grid-like. Mm-hmm. And each turn, you're going to draw one of those cards, and it's going to tell you which digit you have to place. And what you're trying to do is place them in such a way that you can create a stackable surface because you Mm -hmm. can't have any overhangs in order to stack up yeah but each digit that you place is worth a variable amount of points based on which tier it's on so if you you know place a nine on the table that's going to be worth zero points Mm -hmm. but if you place a nine on the third row up that's going to be worth 18 points yeah so you've got lots of uh strategic considerations trying to think about where's the best place to put things trying to think about what's going to form a good shelf and all of that strategy is wrapped up in a really nice, simple, quick-to-play package. Exactly. It's a game that takes 20 minutes tops for a round and is a lot of fun. And it's one of those games that you'll play one round, shuffle them all up, and play again. 
Yeah. And it's it's just great to play. I think it's it's pretty good for just about anyone. Uh, yeah. As long as they like some spatial reasoning, like it's amazing. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And another thing is that it's it's one that has a lot of uniqueness to it. You know, mm-hmm. you you see a lot of abstract games, but it's rare that you see one that are just straight up dealing with with numbers in yeah. this way. So very creative uh, in terms of theme. I think an excellent choice for your uh, for your gift giving needs. There you go. And that rounds out our list for this year for the quick games. So uh, we hope that you found this useful. Uh, if you did, definitely let us know. Otherwise, if you have any more suggestions, put them down in the comments. Yep. We'd love to hear what are the small light games that you really enjoyed this season. Always. And what games are you giving to your family and friends? So we really hope to hear from you there. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Dragon's Demise. We hope that you enjoyed it. We've got some streams coming up this week. We are going to be playing Near and Far on Wednesday, and then we have a variety stream coming up on Friday. Be sure to join us for those on Twitch or YouTube. Uh, We are Dragon's Demise on both of those platforms. Also, we've recently started our Patreon. We have some really fun behind-the-scenes stuff coming up on our Patreon, so if you're interested in taking a look at that and seeing a little bit more about how we do what we do, both the videos, the live streams, the podcasts, all that, we'll be talking a lot about that in the in the near future. Definitely check us out on Patreon. We appreciate any donations, and uh, really, it, the response has already been amazing. We really, really appreciate anyone who's given anything so far. And we have our our members of the Thunder of the Dragons, who are our great worms to thank for really supporting us. And thank you so much. Thank you very much to the following people. We've got Casey, Sam, Carissa, and Hunter. Thank you guys so much for being at the great worm level. Uh, we really appreciate all of your support. And for all of our other patrons, thank you very much for being part of the Thunder of Dragons. We always appreciate every dollar, so thank you very much. Though again, to reiterate, we don't expect anything from you guys in terms of monetary donations. We love doing this, and even just hearing from you that that you enjoy the podcast or that, you know, sharing it to someone else, uh, commenting on our live stream, anything, that is a lot of support for us as it is. So thank you all for supporting us this year and be sure to join us next week for our next game giving guide.